small-time indie filmmaker walks into a bar and meets with another small-time indie filmmaker to discuss their local films, the film scene, and how to make movies in Tampa, Florida. You get the film bar review. Today we discuss Blessed Are the Peacemakers. How you doing, Tim? <laughs> What's up, John? How's it going, buddy? So uh, we're back. It's uh, February, and um, I guess we're a little late. Um, we had some delays from uh, some people who would not meet with us. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe they listened to Don't our podcast and said, Don't get me started. Said, no. Yeah. Forget about it. But, yeah, it made yeah, us, kind of delayed us. For a while. I mean, the holidays are tricky times, but... You know, yeah, it's February. I never think it's going to be that tricky, and then it is. Then you know what I mean? I, I, got, I try to push through it, and then there. yeah, it, it always ends up tricky. For sure. So, so this is the last of the season. I don't know if that means. I don't know what, what season when season two will be happening, if happening at all. Um, so we'll be talking that, about that a little bit today. Um, so this makes twelve. This, this is, is the twelfth. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, it was planned to be in December, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. We were, we were always like a little bit late. Yeah, anyway. a little we were bit. like a week or we two lost late. Track there at one point, but still we're staying consistent. You yeah, know, we were right. Basically every month in upload. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. For the most part. So that's that's so. something. Anyway. So we're going to be reviewing your uh, short film, which I helped a little bit on. Yeah. And um, a little bit on, man. You got a producer <laughs> credit. What the hell are you talking about? You helped a little well, bit. Well. You you edited it, you directed it, you shot it, you did a lot of a lot of cool stuff, man. It's a great little short. Blessed are the peacemakers. So it's a good name. Um, makes of course it makes you think of the gun. Yeah. But it also makes you think yeah, exactly. of the Bible verse. Um, so multiple multiple um, meaning there, multiple multiple uh, symbols. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I liked it. I like the black and white. You know, it's kind of like what we're going for right now. Yeah, it's like our yeah, style that's right what now. We're feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, black and white just there. There's an ease of you know. There's like a uh, I don't know. Like an elegance. Like a user it. ease of it, but yeah. also it's not just a gimmick. It's not right. just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. It really is just flat out gorgeous. It just I pops. I love it. It really pops. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it simplifies a lot of things, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, there's no getting around that. But that's not to say that it doesn't have significance. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly when most of what we watch and consume is color. Yeah. So to get that splash of black and white at times, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's... It's almost like it's switched. Like back in the day when it was like, oh, they have a, they have a colorized film. Oh, that's yeah. really, it really pops. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, they got a black and white film. That really uh-huh. pops. It's so unusual and different, yeah, right. you know? Yeah. But it's it, it's classic. It's always something. Anytime I just watch old movies and I I just love it. Man. Me too. I just do. Yeah. And I've always felt that way. At least as long as I can remember. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. Well, these two films we watched you know? recently too, the uh, Bicycle Thieves and what was the yeah. other one? Oh, Sweet so, Smell of Success. Sweet Smell of Success. What a picture, oh man. man, both of these things are such great pictures. Yeah. Both black and white, of course. For sure. Happening in the 40s. Yeah, yeah, bicycle these 40s, and then Sweet Smell of Success 50s, is like late is 50s, mid yeah, to late 50s, somewhere right. in there, like, you mm-hmm. know. But, man. During kind of like the CD film noir era. Yeah. 
but it's not there's no like detective or whatever it's just these yeah. kind of seedy reporters and oh man you know, what underhanded oh you know all kind of, it's that's just crazy man and it's just such a cool movie too is it's right on the is right before the French New Wave happens. Mm -hmm. And you can see, so yeah, of course, we tribute a lot of things to the New Wave and what came out of that movie. Mm -hmm. It obviously has weight. Um, but you can see the, the, you know, these certain ideas in their infancy showing mm -hmm. up in other, in, in other projects. Right. And that director in particular, who's a really interesting guy, historian, to kind of walk away from filmmaking and walk into being a professor and kind of teaching courses and writing books and stuff. I have a book mm -hmm. that I haven't gotten a chance to really dig into. Um, the guy's name is Alexander McKendrick, mm. but he's got a good book on filmmaking. You know, I was bought it, I just haven't had a chance to get into it. But anyhow, cool. you see a lot of, you get a French New Wave feel when you watch that movie. Just mm -hmm. kind of the unceremonious introduction to the character for one thing. Right, you know, right. on the grimy streets in New York. Where, mm -hmm. You know, it's starting in the factory and seeing the, the, the magazine or the newspaper. You know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. I think it might technically be a magazine. But yeah. either way. Or whatever the hell, a column in the newspaper. Anyway, we see it being printed and then it gets loaded in the trucks. And mm -hmm. it's driving through the, you know... All the glistening streets goes it through feels less glamorous. It feels you know, less yeah, glamorous definitely. than a magazine for me. Most like definitely, it, it has. Oh, a, as to a me, it feels okay, like okay. a newspaper I you because you're talking about as a picture overall. But yeah, okay. yeah. But as a like, I imagined that there was a newspaper because it felt like more like this is our routine. Yeah. Probably because it's, it's like a glamour. big bundle too. Like you see the stacks, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah I that's think true. It's like paper boys on. It's different back then. Yeah. So I think you're right. Probably is a newspaper, but just the scene overall, it's just a different way of starting out a, a movie in oh, what great. is still you know Hollywood's still in the throes of being the big dog mm -hmm. and, and really sure. having the attention of the society and just the culture and you start to get these kind of stories coming mm -hmm. up you know post it still noir feels, but still in that main it does spot, still feel noirish know? to me yeah. because of the subject matter and the way it's shot and just a lot of things about it um, the plot, the characters, it feels like the height of noir for me, where it's like noir is starting to deconstruct. You know how any film movement, it's like it starts and then it's like they get their heyday and then you got all the copycats and people. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to deconstruct, kind of like the Spaghetti Westerns did, you know? like It's like the, the genre is deconstructing. Or like they did to the Western, you mean? You That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like how the Western gotcha. deconstructed yes, with, exactly, with, yeah. with, with yep. uh, Spaghetti Westerns. Mm -hmm. And so this is like a deconstruction of noir, where it's becoming something else, you yeah. know? So late 50s, you can see that happening. Yeah. Um, and, then and it's got that cynical it's like vibe It's not about you know, the same crime elements yeah. as noir, yeah. but it's different. Yeah. yeah, it's like people you wouldn't think are so criminal. But it's still a guy so under significant stress coming oh, up yeah. against the odds and just... The worst, man. You know, morally, yeah. uh, you know, what Morally the decrepit. Just like, yeah, and just... Yeah. Um, what is the really underhanded and yeah it's just totally a seedy underbelly film like uh, about the city and how the city life is just so disgusting and yeah definitely. you know because it really it really does feel that way it does feel like it's compromised about, morally compromised i'm yes. sorry oh Jeez, very, man, very i couldn't think of a freaking word yeah yes for sure so it's it's sure. it's so like man it really speaks of that time mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a but great film today, too. Man. It's just so, so incredible. What a movie. And I love that um, 
when we were watching just a couple of those things that showed you and uh, anybody watching it would it stick out to you but there's some subtle movements with that camera that mm -hmm. he does it's so elegant right it's so During dialogue professional man just these minor little shifts there's one really there's one that it's like you somebody needs to put this into it's so creepy when she's mm -hmm. when he's having a conversation with her in his office you know um what the hell's the actor's name again the big guy who plays oh, Hunsecker. Forgotten. Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster's yeah. in his office he's talking to his sister. And we have the shot where she's kind of moving along a bay of windows and kind of coming towards the camera a little bit, yeah. but she's sidestepping it. It's kind of like in the middle. This is oh, right, right when he's kind of when he's being revealed as Yeah, like he's a real starting scumbag. to yeah, it's yeah. you know, he's showing his his cards a little bit there but mm -hmm. there's this really odd moment just the way she moves through a scene and comes to the camera just little stuff and then the one when he's talking to the cigarette girl mm -hmm. and they're in the bar and there's this subtle little shift and everything right. changes you know these moments that just stand out to you man it's, it's like it's they're really filmmaking they're really revealing a contrast between the male scumbags and these ladies who are these, like yeah who are kind of getting better caught up better in the people machinery of it all yeah, yeah. you know and the, and so the camera treated them differently yeah. on screen. So when they come into a room, it's like the camera doesn't move for anybody, but it moves for them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it, the room shifts for them. Yeah. Because it's like they're worth shifting the room for. Yeah. You know, it's like a guy who turns his head when a when a a broad with gabs walks yeah. by. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's not that crass. It's more no, like it's, 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 it's really these characters were man. were wonderful characters. Yeah, and these women were moral centers for the film, especially yeah. the sister. Yeah. So when she, especially her, whenever she, when she does things, it's like the camera goes, "Ooh, I have to notice. I, I want to be here for this. You know, yeah. I notice what's happening here." It's really masterful. And, and I didn't really know about the film until you introduced me. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that was just one of those. I was. What, what, there's a really good thing that Scorsese did back in the 90s, and I think it's called A Personal Journey Through American Cinema. It's mm. some kind of a long title like that, but if mm -hmm. you look it up, you can find it. It's like however many parts of a thing where he you know, does a lot of voice, so he's talking and he's showing clips of films. Just kind of his life and movies and what stood out to him, and there's a couple movies that he discusses in that that I've watched in my own time. I'm like, man, they, a couple of them really have blown me away you know and that was one of them with sweet smell of success cool but uh yeah good good movie man and bicycle thieves is another one that will just tear you up that's a brutal movie because because sweet smell is like you're like kind of disturbed yeah but it doesn't personally affect you yeah you know what i mean not like it doesn't say, yeah, it doesn't not, get not, under it your doesn't skin hit home the same way yeah yeah it, it's flashy it, it makes you want to take a shower right? you know yeah. what i mean like, like but it doesn't like yeah. It doesn't stick a knife in your heart yeah. and twist it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, the way Bicycle, Bicycle Thieves, Thieves does. Tough, man. Oh, man. Bicycle Thieves, if you have not seen it, you've got to watch it, people listening. You have to, man. Because, what is it, 1949 maybe? Something, Something like, like that. that right? Yeah, 48. It's sweet. So. This is happening in Italy, obviously. Italian filmmakers. Yeah. Uh, who's the director again? Uh, De Sica. De Sica. Yeah, yeah, Vittoria De Sica. And um, I think he, man. I think he had a start as an actor, if I'm not mistaken, because there's a couple names from that neorealist, and mm -hmm. I kind of get him confused at times. I'm pretty sure he started as an actor mm -hmm. and moved into filmmaking himself. Cool, and uh, has a really subtle touch. 
to but the whole. But he's so great because in this film, because he, he's looking at it from almost every perspective you can look at it from. He's looking at it from a father's perspective, especially mm-hmm. a mother's perspective, like also from society. It's like the degradation in society that's starting to happen. And they're, they're trying to recover from w- this wartime period. Yeah. Post-war. Yeah, post-war. Yeah. And so for yeah, even finding a job is like so hard. And that's the whole point of the film is they want to like recover from this situation yeah. and get back on their feet. And it's like you just want to work. You yeah. just want to get back to. And it's like, why is working so hard? Providing for a hard? family and be the, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like the head of your family. Try to provide and, and be, you know, the rock that everything. Right. You know, it's it's just it's heartbreaking what the guys gotta go through, what they go through together as a family, because it really yeah. is a family affair through and through. While and there's the, a lot of hope in the beginning. Oh yeah. There's a lot of there's a hopeful and it's, vibe. It's yeah. sweet. And what his his relationship with his wife, I've. Um, I can't remember if this, because this was a, this is definitely like a heavy film school movie for mm-hmm. sure. But also, I've just listened to other people discussing it because it's just, it's a masterwork, man. It's yeah. cool to hear other people who know what the hell they're talking about talk about the movie. But anyhow, they really go into the idea of his relationship with his wife and how mm-hmm. the director subtly builds this in the beginning that even as, um, I, you know, when he first goes to where. He's going to get the job, and then he finds his wife. I think they're walking through a field, and he's carrying mm-hmm. water, but she's carrying water at the same time. Like right. It's a real partnership yes. between him and his wife. You know, They make a great team. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really, really a team effort yep. for them to try to get up and And they out don't complain. Yeah. They work hard. Yeah, they work have, hard. And it's almost like, I forget how it comes about that he gets his name called for the job opportunity because he's in a crowd of people who are all looking for work as well. He's so lucky. it's almost like he's yeah he's yeah. lucky he's mm-hmm. he's um, you know standing out from the pack. He's got a better chance at right, success. Like, from he's the even beginning. got a better and chance. And so now he's coming home and he's like, hey babe, you know I, I we're got, gonna do I got this. a job opportunity. We're good. Yeah. We just we got to get my. So she what does she do? I think she pawns. She puts the bed sheets in Hawk to get the bicycle out of Hawk. And then when he takes the bikes, things. go to work, it's like, oh, the freaking bikes It's get like stolen, going to the man. DMV today. It's tough, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, you need oh, two different man. forms One of ID. One wall after another, just, oh, good luck to you, man. Yeah. Coming up against the system, you know? And, uh, yeah, that, I think that's the yeah. feeling I get a lot of it is the system. There's the, the social order, which is pretty, like, everybody's kind of by the bootstraps, like, working, working, and obviously their family is a great team. And so it's like they've got things working for them privately, but then the system seems kind of rigged. And, and then it, it also seems to benefit thieves, yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. on, that's, it seems like the moral of the story, kind of. Not to get there too quickly, but it's like, it seems like the system is rigged to benefit people who aren't accountable, don't care about the rest of society. Yeah. And... And, and, and nobody seems to want to fix that problem yeah. either in the film, yeah. which is really disturbing. It is. When you see it, it it's, it's the idea. It's like to be honorable, mm-hmm. it's to be second best, you know? Yeah. To right. not have that cutthroat. Mm-hmm. You, you won't know, survive. You're not going to, it's, it's kill or be killed in, in yeah. a sense, you know? Which and, uh, it's, it's crushing. Yeah, and it's tough. The and it's story, funny that we watch this side by side with Sweet Smell because I they're mean, both crushing. they're yeah. very. You know, they they all play that card, and and this actually, you know, Bicycle Thieves. You have a, sim- a more sympathetic character, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. who we kind of watch descend. 
and strip down the layers to get to that that you know something deep mm. down in there to where you're willing to let go of that for survival yeah. you know your morals or your your honor right. or, you know whatnot your human decency. and also what it does too is like when we find the actual thief who steals his bicycle it's like a cripple kid right yeah. so it's almost like it's a sympathetic right. villain in a sense you totally. know like the son of yeah. a bitch who started this whole mm-hmm. thing he's not even you know he's a poor cripple kid i mean he's right. trying to get by in this whole post world you know world war two mm-hmm. world two and it's it's just tough man right we just watch this guy get to the point where he just is willing to compromise everything and it just takes place in front of his boy who kind of oh, through yeah. the movie we're That's going through all these ups and downs and he's he's almost trying to teach his son things as he's going along the way mm-hmm. and i just see that uh deteriorating especially just, the way that part is filmed it's tough man it's so heartbreaking yeah because, you know, you could just show that on the screen. You could show that interaction between the father and son, and you could show the situation. And it's not going to impact you unless you get this kind of filmmaker getting all these shots yeah. and getting their acting in, in the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to be done. It's so masterful. It really tears you up. It does, man. It's tough. It's tough watch, man. But, you know, they were, they were very specific films that have lasted for a really short period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like middle of the road for their, you know, heyday, you know, but, uh, you know, that Italian deal really, and, and also, you know, just Italians also at that day and age, I mean, people were really trying to separate themselves from the Nazis because oh, sure. they were allies yeah. in the beginning of it all, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of these filmmakers are trying to get across the idea that they were anti-Nazi to begin with, right. whereas, you know, who, who knows? They have to where, disavow whatever yeah, exactly, connections they right? might have had. And yeah. they, there's some kind of guilt involved there, sure, too. So you'll absolutely. see that in stuff like um, Rossellini's movies, you know, like which are a lot closer to right at the end of it all. And this was mm-hmm. always a cool thing that taught us, you know, the idea that these guys were making movies with whatever they had. Right. Mixing film stocks, doing whatever they could do. A lot of the actual wardrobes, because like Rome Open City has to do with actual Nazi soldiers, and they, some of this wardrobe they took off of dead bodies and wow. you know, crazy shit like that. Wow. Just doing whatever they could to make the picture. You mm-hmm. know, it was shortly thereafter, man, the fall of it all, and uh, it's just super interesting. You know, and yeah. that is a that's a jumping off point. You know, there's always been this. Yeah, you know, from the beginning, there's always been. Uh, you have mainstream and then you have always had this sense of something that's been trying to poke it a little more realism mm-hmm. you know just like more you, of an edge yeah just yeah. more more realistic not so theatrical you right. know because obviously this all what was the the guiding you know i don't know the guiding uh what the hell would be the word I'd, principle or the guy yeah something you know just what they went by you know was yeah. was theater right you know when when cinema was in its infancy what did they kind of base it off of in a sense kind of the foundation stones for yeah films foundation was, you know so yeah. it was theatrical it was mm-hmm. it was dress up it was costume it was you know it took them time it, and it didn't take them too long but the dramatic you know, movement yeah, dramatic maybe over, yeah. melodramatic right. over the top but there's always been this other school that's followed from the beginning that's always ran more 
realistic, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. I think even some of the Russian stuff early days was along those lines, and then you kind of move mm -hmm. right into like poetic realism, and then right. that kind of moves right into neorealism, which kind of goes right to French mm -hmm. New Wave, and there's always been right. this counter, you know, thing that's moving parallel with mainstream mm -hmm. film, you know, it, it just as a medium. And it's just interesting to see that, and this was one of the more significant ones. This started a lot, you know. This yeah. Bicycle Thieves is one of, you know, a, a handful of really quality films that changed yeah. everything, you know. Yeah. And it kind of moves into, you know, the Americans did all kinds of stuff with along those lines, while also doing the mainstream stuff, mm -hmm. which is viable. And there's a lot of great works out of that school of mm -hmm. you know, filmmaking too. But yeah. it's interesting anyhow, you know, the... It is, and you can see the, the mild difference in the time periods as well. This is just as much of a master film, master film uh, Bicycle Thieves as uh, Sweet Smell. But, it's, but if you think about it too, like they're both about the degradation of humankind in some way, but Bicycle Thieves feels to me like it's about the system that's the problem. It's like the general society, yeah. or some kind of malaise, some kind of issue, some kind of problem that's hard to put your finger on, and it degrades individuals. And with Sweet Smell, it's the opposite it's almost. The opposite, yeah. It's it the, the individuals in the picture yeah. are terrible. Are just and they're corrupting everyone and around they are them. they're creating a corrupt they're, system. Right, they're creating a they're corrupt system. They're rigging the system against the few people that might right. be honorable. But know? there's the, out, the outer part of that, like the suburbs of this terrible city, are actually good people. Like there's a systemic goodness outside yeah. of it. Because you see it yeah. also like in Sweet Smell. He tries to pitch the other columnist, mm -hmm. right, who's out to dinner with his wife. Right. And he thinks he's got him, he's got a blackmail, basically. Mm -hmm. That's the cigarette girl. She gives him right. the information that they had a thing, you know, or that he pursued her anyhow. So he's trying to, you know, slip this in and, you mm -hmm. know, be, be uh, you know. It's really smooth. Yeah, try to be smooth in front <laughs> of the guy's wife. He was smooth the whole wife. picture, wasn't he? And then, and then the guy finally stands up and he's like, to hell with you. And he confesses to his wife in a sense. So mm -hmm. you see honor emerge right. even in the filth and yeah. our character our technical protagonist is taken aback by it and is kind of mm -hmm. you know has to whimper away from the situation almost yeah. and go to the next level columnist who's even one of the biggest dirtbags in the mm -hmm. whole movie you oh, know yeah. the guy so it's it's good like you say it's almost the reverse of it right because it is coming up against the system and then we're almost we're seeing the we're pulling the curtain back on the system, mm -hmm. you know, and it's you're just seeing the, the people who are creating the system in a sense, as opposed to the system right. creating the people. And I wonder how much of that is America versus Europe, because yeah. I think Europe, having dealt with the war more face to face, yeah. had more of on this system, this crushing soil. system coming down on them. Uh -huh. And but then each individual, as they get born into this terrible world and born into mm -hmm. this terrible system they want to kind of identify themselves and yeah. be like no we're going to be a good team we're going to be a good couple we're going to be a good father and son and mm -hmm. all this but then be, because of the crushing system it like tears you apart and with america yeah, it yeah. almost feels the opposite it feels like it's a good country we're good people the people out in the country and every and most people that come into the city good people but then it's the people the few people in the cities that are doing these terrible things that are corrupting people yeah as they come into the system, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I the would women say, are a good example of that. Yeah, definitely, you know? in that movie. They, and I think, I think the guy, the one columnist, he's the only 
male character. Well, I guess the guitarist, the right. love interest of his sister, is, guy, is an honorable guy. Yeah, right? Right. is willing to stand up on his morals. Right. You know, um, he's almost too like. But you know, one thing I will say, like proud. what you were just talking about, the difference between the two movies, I wouldn't underestimate the Italians' desire to separate themselves oh, from sure. that. You know, alliance from that system between them yeah. and the Nazis. Oh, for sure. You know, so yeah. you think about that in terms of bicycle thieves, the idea of the honorable man mm -hmm. being reduced and degraded yeah. to the point of having to act immorally. Yeah. You know, right. that there's there's something there, you know, yeah. uh, to us that they're making a statement. They, you know, yeah. in, in a way, it, at least it's plausible that that's involved in, in those Italian neorealist movies. For sure. You know, yeah, that they are trying to create that to be like, hey, either somehow I got swept up in this, which I don't think any of them are self-confessed or professed, you know, <laughs> to be anything, you know, along those lines, but just mm -hmm. at least trying to create that separation between right. them and the horrors of the war. Just the collective you know? guilt of it is going to yeah. make you and feel guilt, like, even if you didn't you know, participate sure. in the fascism mm -hmm. of the time. And it's, it's there, you know? And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was right a, after, so it's yeah. like, yeah. There's a movie that I haven't watched yet that's a Rossellini movie uh, that has to do, it's called Germany Year Zero. And it has to do with a young German boy, I think, and it's the end of it all, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. just kind of how the world picks back up, I guess. I don't really know that much about it. I just mm. know that it has to do with that. As opposed to focusing on Italian characters, it does focus on a German boy, I think, post-World War II. Um, which are just some and I mean that's made by an Italian mm -hmm. there's a really not to get off subject but there's a really good German movie made in the mid I'll probably similar around the time of Sweet Smell mm -hmm. called The Bridge it's another Criterion movie it's where I get half the shit I watch but mm -hmm. it's about it's like probably one of the first anti-war films made by a German post-World War II, yeah. you know, that it, it really dissects and kind of picks apart and pokes at the, this, you know, the shame and the guilt of it and yeah. kind of how it came to be. And it's, it's a really profound film, really, really good filmmaker, too. I don't know about masterful, but definitely mm -hmm. good, good stuff. Man. The Bridge. Really, the Bridge. Yeah. Really good movie, worth watching about just the innocence of youth and how you can get sucked into the system but be so yearn for the glory of it all you know mm -hmm. and not even know what the hell you're getting into right what kind of evils you're really allying yourself with you mm -hmm. know and it's like ah, oh, it's it's tough man and then they obviously you know experience the horrors of war and it all takes place they're given a really um kind of mundane job almost by a superior to just like i'll put the kids over there so they don't mm -hmm. have to deal with anything while we go perform this assault kind of thing they just are guarding a bridge oh, so right. the way they're yeah. playing boy soldiers now they're actually on a bridge with guns in uniform yeah. playing soldier soldiers. again yeah and it's and you see that take play it's it's startling and uh wow. you know really good but anyhow it just it's it's interesting how they you know like you say in europe are handling that post-war mm -hmm. stuff whereas american stuff a lot of it has to do with bringing home the The, not cynicism because this was mm -hmm. you know that's always kind of been around you know but just the uh, the paranoia almost mm, of yeah. the war and the horrors of it and just the uh, 
you know, PTSD stuff, right. uh, which wasn't necessarily, you know, maybe they call it shell shock, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, being, being a part of it. But also, a lot of the directors, a lot of our Hollywood filmmakers went right. and filmed documentary footage yeah. overseas, you yeah. know, at the time of war. Literally and watched the, they, this stuff happen, which is new, yeah. totally new for that to happen. Definitely. And yeah. they brought that back with them. So right. it's not only the, just the sentiments of the world after that, you know, atrocious period of time. I mean, what, to live through that and, mm -hmm. and be privy to it, but also to actually be privy to it firsthand and witness right. things. And you can't, I mean, that's, that's going to rub off on you, man. So you that's, can say that we're the, they were the first YouTubers, <laughs> the first YouTube, uh, like yeah, journalists right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that, that bled into just the sentiment and what, you know, it's heavily influenced noir and just kind yeah, of where sure. it all went from there. You know, it's the big part of it. I mean, you see guys, classic filmmakers like John Ford, even in That's his right. westerns. Ford did that, didn't he? Ford really descended into, I, mean, I don't know about descended, but his films became a lot more mm -hmm. hard-boiled, you know, just After overall. That. Like, if you look at The Searchers and you look at um, Stagecoach, you know, so you got two westerns, and this is something that Scorsese goes into in that little thing he's talking about. He breaks it down to three or four movies, whatever. But he's like, you take the same director, mm -hmm. the same lead actor, the same location, Monument Valley, the same genre, and you put those movies side by side, and you can literally see the development of the director wow. and their sentiments towards just how they looked at the West, mm -hmm. you know, and it, The Searchers is just a much different movie than Stagecoach, you know, yeah. it's, it deals with a lot of darker stuff, you know. I, we were talking before we were recording, just, I've even seen this in people, uh, just the, the hate that goes beyond the grave, and you see that mm. kind of thing in uh, John Wayne's character in uh, The Searchers, like he, he kills the Indian. Or I don't. He might not have even killed him, but they come across like a dead body, mm -hmm. you know, of like a Native American dude, and he shoots his eyes out. Oh wow! Because forgot that part. Yeah, he shoots his eyes out because they believe if they don't have their eyes, they're gonna wander, you know, between the winds. Oh, so and that's it, was, what, it was merciful. Yeah. Well, it's not merciful. It's <laughs> to like create complications for the guy in the afterlife. Because oh. he can't go rest and I was be at the peace no, it's with his people. He's going to wander between the winds because he doesn't have his eyes kind of thing. And he just, he knows this because, and he's not even religious. Or at least he's a, you know, a, a Western religious type person. And he's not bought into Native American beliefs. But he's going to even go along the lines of their beliefs. Wow. And try to right. create harm yeah. and inflict pain on this person even in their death. Yeah. Right. That was the biggest takeaway for me when I saw that. Is, Tough, is kind of the racism in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. The racism there, mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, which, but that's the know, point of the film. Yeah. That's the point of it, you know. So, yeah, it's kind of like, um, what is it? Um, in more modern times, like the war on terrorism and the war against uh, Islam, and mm -hmm. you know, back in the early 2000s, oh, yeah. calling people ragheads and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like you could tell there was hatred there that was oh, yeah. not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. You know, that's a, when something is covered like that was. I mean, two. You know, 9/11 was a significant moment. Sure. Everybody's lives was alive at the time. You know? mm -hmm. It's like you do remember exactly where you were 
Sure. That's, man, that's a tough thing to look past. You know, you just and everything's up in the air. You don't know what's happening. Your friends are going to war. Your friends are joining the army. And they're mm -hmm. going to go overseas. And they're going to fight. You don't know who's coming home. You know, it's just a strange time. You know? Yeah. So. So we should talk about peacemakers. Bless <laughs> the peacemakers. Yeah. This is what a 16 minute short. Yeah. Black and white. Um, it uh, makes good use of Mozart <laughs> for the music, right? You're probably the first guy. You know, I've shown it to. A decent amount of people and it's like nobody even it's not that they don't say anything about it but nobody it doesn't stand out to anybody as huh. odd it and very it's like, well, it stands out to me a lot it's like, i wouldn't it's, say it's, it's odd but it's yeah it's like it's a western with mozart you know out. it's it's like yeah. not your typical i guess choice score I yeah guess, you know for for that era whatever you want to call it you know? so yeah interesting so of course you know you made the film i helped a little bit but it's yeah. like in a way, I wish we had a third person here to tell us what they think because it's like we're we yeah. were involved in making it, so mm -hmm. it's like our perspective is not going to be as objective. Um, yeah, for sure. But it's 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 a definitely a good film. It's worth watching. Right now, it's unlisted on YouTube. Yeah, and yeah, we're hoping to, to see what to do with it. Yeah. yeah, we're hoping to get maybe into festivals or something. It's, Hopefully, it's it's a western, but it's like. On the on the edge of being a faith-based film, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would say faith-based because it's like it doesn't follow that genre necessarily, yeah. but it's got it's got some traditional values in it yeah. and some yeah, biblical yeah. references, and it definitely wrestles with spirituality, mm -hmm. no doubt about it. You know, like your place and your relationship with, you know, just yeah, for sure. And yet, in the very beginning, there's blood. So it's like, right <laughs> off the bat, you're like, oh, what am I, you know, like, yeah. I'm a little shocked. Yeah. And you're supposed to be. You're supposed to, you know, wonder what's going on with this guy. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's the difficulty is, do we submit this to a faith-based yeah. festival? Or do we it'd probably be, not, you know, it'd be you know, fun like, to just see what... Just to see what they would yeah, say, maybe. see what, what yeah. would happen, because it does, you know, it's like wrestles with a few ideas mm -hmm. the times are it, changing you know? too i think the faith-based market is growing yeah so and this is why i think of it you know it's a growing market it and even though it's a genre it's also kind of like a changing genre now so it's expanding out into some other things like generally it's like dramas and yeah. romance and you know, like uh, holiday films and faith-based tends to be those kind of family-oriented settings, you know. And there's a, and there's typically some redemption story. It's like 99% of them. It's like yeah, some redemption it's story. Yeah, what it tends to be. And um, which is, it's appropriate, you know. But, yeah. um, but it's yeah. also very strict. It's pretty strict uh -huh. in my view. Um, I agree. So it does need to expand. And so I think expanding out to other genres, like where you're kind of borrowing from, the, whether it's a science, you know, sci-fi, or whether it's an action movie, or Western in this case, I think it's a good move to kind of like start expanding out to the I think other. so. I think just the idea that it doesn't, if it's not wrapped up nice and neat with a bow mm -hmm. by the end of it, doesn't mean that it's not a film about faith or right. your relationship or a struggle or you know I mean what is what is you know 
Israel meet, mm-hmm. you know, to wrestle with God. It's like we, we have to grab at these things and we toss and we turn and we try to gain understanding and we try to read into these things and, yeah. you know, search for answers and, and, you know. So it's like it doesn't have to be so neat right? for it to still, I think, be considered something along those lines. I mean, it's absolutely, it's, you know. I well, think you should almost, pur- not purposefully, but somewhat we ought to be getting away from just the nice meat. Mm-hmm, for sure. You know, because you need to. you're not going to reach as many people for one thing, you know, but right. it's, it's just it's the way of the world. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. So I so guess the difficulty is that, you know, like, even though we're both Christian filmmakers, it's like, We've never, you know, I don't want to necessarily speak for you, but it's like, I'm pretty sure that you're the same as me on this, is that we've never really been that interested in doing faith-based stuff, but we always want to put our faith into our stuff in a way that's not too obvious or too, you know, like, kind of, we don't want to put our foot in our mouths as it comes to, like, being preachy or whatever. You know, and, and we're about the art, we're about the storytelling and the characters, and you know, and more about the lessons that you can get from those stories as opposed to just being about a genre mm-hmm. or being, you know, trying to obviously be Christian or religious in our, in our themes. Um, I mean, there's some ideas I have for films that it's like I could see them being a lot more faith-based, but most of my stuff is not that way at all. I know what you mean, definitely. It's more like the Lord of the Rings or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like yeah. something that has traditional values in it. But it's even hard to call that traditional. It's more like it's got mythic, mythical truth to it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's got some mythical power there. And the stories are grounded so much in uh, culture, in Western culture, that it's like inseparable from it in a way. So it's like, it's like the very fabric of kind of who we are as people. We've just brought up in this Western culture with, yes, in this case with Christianity, but um, that just kind of seeps out by osmosis, really. It's not necessarily planned out that way. And I think that's just more sincere and honest. Yeah. Um, I would agree. And Definitely. I think it also means anybody can watch it and anybody can get something out of it. Yeah, they don't have to get yeah, yeah, what we're not, trying to say. Yeah. They could get multiple lessons from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking, you know, these stories and these types of ideas and, you know, wrestling with spirituality. I mean, this is ancient, ancient stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. It is a part of every single human being. I mean, that's, right. that's the bottom line. You know, you look at the stars, you know, and people have been doing that same thing thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of years right. you know and that's a part of you mm-hmm. you know and uh, people have followed that to conclusions and, and, and whatnot. you know and right. then like you know the myths and the stories and the, and the bible and the, the truths and you know things that are universal things that transcend and just w- we can bring these types of things to film and bring it in a significantly artistic way and manner through just how we approach the medium individually as we are right. as 
filmmakers and attack some of these things and, and pose questions and you know I do think that you can make a faith faith based film that's ambiguous mm -hmm. I don't think that's that that's ruled out you know right. I, I really don't you know, I think that you can travel these avenues because we do wrestle with these ideas and these concepts and these mm -hmm. things that we struggle with and why can't we make films not just about you know the glory of redemption but why not the humanity of the struggle right you know it's like what for sure what the hell you know yeah it's, it's the process it's like being a human being on this planet yeah, it's absolutely. like why can't we make films about that and is that it's what know, we should be making films is about. it really it's, oil and water it's like no man how, how could it not mix to me it it's really sense. the primary way to make films yeah you know and it's it's like the films we we're talking about bicycle thieves and and these other films it's like these are the films that last and they're become classic films for a reason mm. because they they do stick in your consciousness. Yes, they're scratching at something mm -hmm. that's so deep inside of you, you know? Yeah. That these, even just take, you know, you, just spirituality, religion, put it to the side. Mm -hmm. Like the family unit. Right. right? They're, they're human stories. Right? Human, yeah. deeply human stories, right? Like right. protect your son, you know? Mm -hmm. Protect your family. You know? like, provide. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you're coming against things that are trying to prevent you from providing the relationship between the father and the son. I mean, yeah. these are deeply human things. It's like how to survive without man. losing your moral grounding. Yeah. Because yeah. we've had morals for a long time now. Oh, of course. You know, I think we so always it's, will. It's deep yeah. in there. So that's why something like that lasts. Mm -hmm. right? It's the only reason why something like that would last. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like so Lord of the Rings in that sense. Like Lord of the Rings has the same yeah. kind of moral quandaries and questions and heroes that kind of answer those questions sometimes clearer and better than we could do in our own lives. So it's just very inspiring and reminds us of all of our moral footing like all of us, whether you're religious or not, you've all, everyone's got a moral footing of some sort. And so it kind of like touches on those things, but does it in a way that's not really religious. It does it in a way that's human and relatable, but also somehow even more pure than religion. Do you know what I mean? Like it's even more like good in a way um, than some kind of systemic or institutional order, you know? It's just, it's so deep down and... It's uh, so true yeah. that it's almost, you know... It's, mytho it's just yeah. so much mythological power there. Like, a lot of the reason I, I, I think of Western civilization, myth mythical power, is, you know, you think of the mythology as well. Like, that comes from, you know, whether it's Greek or Roman, it's like, there's, you know, they've got their own religious sense... Um, but it always seeps through, you know, in what they're doing. And there's always these symbols and there's always these themes that are relevant even today. Um, very powerful themes. Um, so you don't have to be necessarily a Christian or, or whatever. It, it could be from an old bygone religious era, you know, like stuff we don't believe today even, but it's still relevant. Yeah. So... Because it's the humanity is still, you know, is 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 there in spades, man. Yeah, and storytelling is such a significant yeah. part of the human experience. 
you get, you know, you, you glean so much wisdom and, and, and understanding through the stories that you consume. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. I mean, it's experience plus stories, you know. Like, and when you're saying stories, I know you mean good stories because yeah. <laughs> there's so many bad stories. It's like you can't even call them yeah. stories because yeah. it's like, you know, that especially today, you know, the yeah. stuff that's in theaters, but it's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, like, yeah. devoid of much moral value at all. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't ha- really have much to do with, like, the real quandaries we deal with, even day to day, that you're just kind of like, what what are they doing? Like, why are they focusing on these stories? Yeah, story, yeah. Today is, I'm what I'm saying is, like, uh, <laughs> if you're you're living in the jungle, right, and you come across a snake, and a snake bites your wife, and she's dead. So now you're at the campfire with the next guy. You're going to come up with this huge, tall tale about this giant python or some crazy <laughs> right, snake right. that's so evil. And uh, what's the guy going to be? He's going to be scared shitless of the next snake that he sees. He's going to avoid the snake. And he mm-hmm. might actually avoid getting bit and dying mm-hmm. from the snake bite. You, might, you save someone's right? life, You possibly. save someone's life by telling yeah. a story, by, mm-hmm. you know, spinning a yarn. Right. And that, you know, so I know what you mean. Stories, yes, okay. Particularly today and what we're talking about when we say stories, like, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's it's hard to find Mm -hmm. things of value, for sure. For sure. You know, but as far as, like, our storytelling history as a species, as a, you know, as as people, it's it's so ingrained, it's so Mm -hmm. deep, Mm -hmm. you know. There's just truths that, it's, it's, you gotta try to be getting after that stuff, you know? It makes you start to look back at things you've written or things that you wanna do or, you know, mm-hmm. you just start to say, you know what? This is fucking pointless, man. Mm. You know, this is all just fluff, man. It's all, it's all fat, like there's nothing lean. There's nothing about it that says anything, that has right. any value, that might speak to people, might scratch something deep inside somebody Mm -hmm. that's what we ought to pursue yeah you know like give it a noble attempt right at the very least whether you ever get it you ever get it right that you know Mm -hmm. what who's to say that i don't know but that should be the 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 aims of our yeah yeah. Yeah. especially as filmmakers and storytellers and i know we've talked about this a lot because it's like we go to Film Bar Mondays. Um, a lot of people don't go anymore. I know a lot of it's because of COVID. But it's, it's you know, when we talk about it, it's frustrating because it's like, if you're not, if you're a local filmmaker and you want to make films, it's like, why are you not talking about films with other filmmakers? It's frustrating, man. It is. Yeah. Like, this is, to me, it's like one of the most important things filmmakers should be doing is even just to talk about your ideas or talk about what you want to do or talk about the last movie you saw because it's it's like you can make a film and hope people clap and like your film but if that to me is kind of late to the game like you should be talking about stories and films before you make them and so you kind of get a sense for what people like and what people are interested in and if you know if your story ideas speak to people and if you're not doing that it's like what are you doing like yeah what are, what are you, you wasting your time yeah. on like yeah. you know I mean I understand being into the craft and like you maybe you're spending all your time with your camera or what have you that's great that's amazing 
but I also think you should be interested in film in general as a art form, as a viewer, you know, I mean, if you're a cinematographer, for example, yes, you're spending time on your craft, but you, you should also be looking at what other people are doing on the big screen and going, see, look at that framing, see, look at the contrasts there, you know, like see how it's changed in the last five years, how cinematography has changed in the last five years, like because it does change. And it is developing and growing, sometimes not for the better, too. Sometimes you, sh you should see that change and be like, I don't like how they're doing it. You know, they should be going back to these, maybe these old films from the 40s and 50s with the framing or with the black and white or with whatever choices you're making. There should be a conscious effort to say, what do I want to do versus what the rest of the people in the world are doing? You know, to maybe distinguish yourself or maybe learn from something somebody else is doing and say, that's really powerful, I want to do that. That's just as, just as great, in fact, often more great because you have something to shoot for that's very definitive. You're shooting for a, a star that you're seeing yeah. uh, instead of just like trying to make it up as you go along. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're talking like you have to have that community. You have to have that dialogue that you're, mm -hmm. you're going into these things with other people because you can't just do it alone. It's... Right. It's not just you and a canvas. It's not. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a collaboration, but also it's a collaboration between you and other artists on other projects. And you right. get together and you discuss these things and you you just start throwing stuff at the wall and you see what sticks and you, 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 you start to dig at something, maybe a little more truthful, something a little more realistic, you know, or accessible for the people that might be watching these films because mm -hmm. if you're just in it for the notoriety you're not going to get that man right. it's not going to happen it's not and that's not the point of filmmaking that's anyway. cheap that's too yeah. easy it doesn't come that way it's right. you're never going to get that man yeah. that's not what you should be pursuing this for that's that's just hollow man that's empty you know you've got to go in it for a little bit more um what the hell else were you just saying? Ah, oh, I thought of something, man. I really wanted to <laughs> shoot, man. We're talking about community, talking about yeah, you know, like getting together. Something we should be doing. Something we should be doing, you know, making films in order. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just all that kind of thing, man. You, you ought to be. You gotta be. You you need to break bread with people, man, right. on a, on an intimate level, mm -hmm. you know, and have these discussions and really get to something. You can open your eyes to new things. Somebody can have a new perspective on something you'll start to notice other things that you may have been blind to mm -hmm. if you hear somebody passionately regale you the tale of the time that they were so blown away by this little facet of filmmaking and then you yeah. might be like you know pay a little more attention to it oh right. i think also just the system the structure of it mm -hmm. you're saying um you know for like the dps or the, the different people i think just the size of the crew alone yeah is is hurting the amount that the individual has as far as skin in the game for the project mm -hmm. i think a smaller crew tighter right. knit group of people you have more invested you're you're more you, you have a bigger percentage mm -hmm. of of the project in a sense especially if you're forging intimate relationships with the people that you're into these projects with and right. it's tricky stuff it's not easy to navigate those relationships and there's right. bumps in the road and it's there's difficulties but it will, I believe, pay off. 
mm-hmm. in the end because two are capable of, you know more than mm-hmm. one you know, right. three or more than two you know I, we, I say this in the painting world all the time it's like two guys can do the work of three you know if they're yeah. on the same page and they're really motivated and three guys can do the work of five you know mm-hmm. and you just keep I mean, there's some kind of a ratio there when you're really dialed in. Like a synergy. Some kind of synergy. synergy, Yeah. You know, a real, like, symbiosis that you're into this thing about. And especially, man, just what we're talking about, like, with stories, when you're getting at something that's significant, that's relevant, that's relatable, that's ancient almost, Mm -hmm. you're getting at something real, and that has to, you know, I don't know, add a couple more knots to the breeze that are pushing Absolutely. your sales. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's going to push your project forward. Yeah. Make it mean something. Definitely. You know? I mean, I think, I mean, and this is a lot of this is theoretical, but it's like shit, man. It has played out in the past, and I think it mm-hmm. just needs a new, it needs a facelift, man, and we've got to do it. And the film, the local film community, I mean, I've barely poked my head up out of my cave, and it's like, this sucks, man. <laughs> this is a joke. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I don't mean to put it too bluntly, but... It used to be a lot better. From my experience, it's it just makes me want to go back down and, yeah. and just do the same shit I've always done. But I know that I know where that leads, and that's that's not what it should be about. You know, yeah. it's just, it's demoralizing in a sense. Maybe it's we like, have man, to make it. You know, like if nobody else is making it, maybe uh, yeah. we have it's to be like, the ones like to... Where, where are the people? Yeah. Where are the people who care about filmmaking? Right. You know, and I, even some of the guys like we do these interviews with, and it's like, come to fucking film bar, man. Come out, have mm-hmm. a dialogue with us, and you know, engage with us. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Fucking crickets, man. <laughs> it pisses me off. I don't get yeah. it. I know some of them are good dudes. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. what's the hang up, man? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know. Just in general, right. this is just—it's something's got <laughs> to give. It's got to get better than this. Yeah. This is not the final product, because if it is, I want to refund. Good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and this has got me thinking. You know, I, I was telling you about some of this stuff, but it's like it's got me thinking about changes um, in our podcast, but also in Film Bar Mondays. And I don't really. I'm not sure yet. This is just something that I've been playing with. I about six months ago, I also went through something similar but not as severe where I was like I have to do something to get Film Bar Mondays back on the, on the right track because it's kind of falling yeah. apart and I, well I don't want to go as dramatic as it's falling apart but it's like people weren't coming out basically and I know a lot of the reason was COVID um, but so we started doing a few extra programs and, and some excitement bring, you know, kind of injecting some excitement into the, the group and that's good, but I don't think it's enough. Like we really haven't had enough people coming back. Um, there's a there's a, a small, excited core of people who are friends. We're all friends, and um, you know, Anthony's one of those people. Preston's one of those people. Um, there's a few other people. Ken is one of those people. You're one of those people, um, and. So, I don't know, I I think that a lot of it is just getting to the heart of how to solve this problem of the craft, 
because I think if, I don't know, like, I'm not really, even though I run this group, um, this networking group, I'm not really that adept at, like, running social groups, <laughs> to be honest. I'm not one of those people, like a super social person. Yeah, it's a it just doesn't thing. come natural for yeah. me. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, based on what you were just saying about, like, this is what we should be doing, why are we not doing this? To me, the heart of that is about craft and passion for just making great stories. And so I think that's kind of the direction I want to go in where it becomes a place to exercise your craft. And which means we really need to dig even more into making, just kind of trying to make films together. Um, and where that becomes kind of the impetus and like the reason, the purpose, the, 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 the prim primary, um, uh, how, how would you differentiate raison d'etre or something? I don't know. <laughs> Our modus operandi <laughs> is that one we're, we're going to make films. That one you know, I know, like, yeah. And uh, instead of kind of like a social, like, let's get together. Um, yeah. So give it, yeah, give it like a little more pointed end. Right. That this is like what it's this not is. a hangout meeting. This yeah. is when we're going to talk about this specific yeah. thing about making this specific film. Yeah. And we're gonna and if you're interested, come ready to hear about sound or to to hear about the camera work for this film or or to hear about like the storyboards or the breakdowns or. Yeah. You know, because I think those things too are often neglected. And so like some of those little things I mentioned, it's like stuff that a lot of people gloss over. And they're just like, eh, whatever. And to me, it's like, no, that's, that's filmmaking. If you ever watched a behind the scenes video yeah. of someone, of Peter Jackson making Lord of the Rings, it's like, dude, that's, most of the work he did was like, pre-prep you know pre-production yeah. pre pre yeah. and like making sure that his plan was solid to yeah. get these three films out it's totally not glamorous but it is a part it, of the it slot, kind of man. is though in some yeah. ways it's like it's yeah. big time this is no this is big time filmmaking this is how the big filmmakers do it and so if we're not able to do that like on the small scale i was just gonna storyboards say, like, is just yeah, it should pencil be and, relative pencil right? and paper yeah. like put yeah. pencil to paper and do something you know, so it's like, but these, it's, it's thinking, a lot, I think a lot of people just don't think this way. They think, oh, well, that's what a millionaire Hollywood film director would do. Like, no, you could do that now. You know, we could do this now. And, 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 and there's nothing keeping us from doing that. It just, you know, what, what is the three things of quality? You know, it's like um, time, money, and quality. And those three um, qualities you're, you're choosing between usually. Yeah, I remember. Uh, um, what who we get into this with? The uh, was it with Brandon? Cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I mean, everyone's generally going to have a little bit of a different opinion on it, which is fine. Uh, in fact, it's often important because you you want to often be working with people who aren't don't have your qualities. Mm -hmm. Somebody who can do something quickly when you can't. Yeah. Or somebody who could do it with better quality when you're. It you just, just doesn't don't make have that. sense why why quality would be the one that gets the shit end of the stick. <laughs> it is. It isn't makes it? no sense to me whatsoever because your time make yourself available. Mm -hmm. You have all the time in the world. 
as much as you're willing to give it. Money, be resourceful, be, you know, inventive, come right. up with new ways of doing things. Be in a position you where you to. don't have enough money. Because we don't you're have the money. You're better off, man. <laughs> yeah. like you are going to come up with something that is going to go against the norm. You're going to mm-hmm. find a new way of doing something. And yeah. is that not more exciting than just having the fucking capital to buy into the standard response to a fucking problem? It just, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous to me that what you would come, what you would sacrifice would be quality. I don't get it. What Especially it? if you're working small projects and you, and you can actually use your time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the exactly. bottom line. Like you, you do don't have, have a deadline. Right. You don't, you know? Yeah. And I, I have a, you know, we've gone into this at length. Just, uh, we just, we kind of, I think both have a beef against the idea of just the system and the, and the projects and how it works and the time and the money. And it's like, how are you going to make anything in quality if you don't allow yourself a little bit more time? I get it. You shouldn't just have free reign of it. Mm-hmm. Give yourself that little bit more. It's the one thing that sets an indie filmmaker apart when they're making their first film is the extra time. To, to add to the craft and add to the quality so that someone goes, ooh, look at that film. I liked what they did there. Yeah, exactly. You know, instead yeah. of just making something, some commercial, mainstream-looking yeah, slick yeah. project. Something yeah, something stands out. Something mm-hmm. goes the opposite way or finds a new way of doing something. You see something new you've never seen before. Never seen before. Yep. You know, employ that. We all have it in us. We all have that problem-solving ability that, you know, you're backed up into a corner. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go? What you got to find do? a way out of it. Find it. Find a and, way out. Uh, and yeah. you can, you know, if you're sharp enough and you've kind of, I don't know, learned enough or know enough about it, you can probably find a pretty interesting way out of that mm-hmm. as opposed to just the way to buy yourself out of it. Right. You know, right. If you had the money. Because like, we can't do that anyway. So you it's can't like do you, it anyway. You, you have you to. You have no choice. Yeah. But that's that's one of the most interesting parts of filmmaking mm-hmm. how you're going to find new ways of doing things because the craft is the form is constantly changing it's always evolving right you know and we've talked about it before too to where a lot of this stuff was pretty set in stone early on it didn't take them long to lay down the foundations and gain a very mm-hmm. broad understanding of what visual imagery meant and mm-hmm. how it affected human beings and how we perceived them. Right. You know, these things have been around for a while. I mean, it, it happened pretty quickly. So now it's just incremental, minor little increases, in mm-hmm. explorations in certain aspects. Of right, it. a few technological advances. Technology obviously always influences it. Right. But at the end of the day, it's still, it, it, it was all there early on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's baby steps, it's baby steps forward. Man. Right to break out of the norm but it never gets that stale before somebody breaks out of the mold mm-hmm. and changes things and it generally comes out of the places where the people didn't have everything that they wanted right didn't have everything they were they forced disposed. to be created that is the yeah. most consistent occurrence in the history of cinema mm-hmm. is that that's where it comes from they were forced to use that quality muscle yes. exactly to, yeah. as opposed to the ease of Paying, you know, it, paying somebody paying to it do off. it. Yep. Just yep. buy your way out of Fixing it. Fixing it in post or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude. So why, why are we... Why, I, don't, I don't get it. Why would we buy into the, the, uh, you know, yeah. to the other way? It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
Well, I think we need to start doing that more. And I know Iggy and Alma is a, a, a little bit of a bigger project. You know, it is a feature. So um, I think we I think we might have to work our way up to Iggy and Alma uh, before we jump into it. Um, and I know that, you know, for the listener, this probably sounds like a backtracking on my part. And, it, you know, I guess maybe it is, but I, I don't know. But to me, it's like, let's start getting some small projects out the door. Yeah. And I think some of that will build some momentum yeah. to get people to come back to Film Bar. Uh, that's my hope, at least. And then we can start working on this feature. Um, but I think I think we just need to kind of dig in a little bit more on the craft and getting a little more edgy and pointed on on why we're here, which is to make films. Getting going on some shorts is going to really uh, focus us, I think, on teamwork and, and forming teams. Um, another aspect of it for me is uh, I'm actually uh, joining a church becoming the a member of my of mm -hmm. this church that we've been going to for a while but it's like when you become a member it's like you're involved more and you have to spend more time doing it so I might end up getting more involved in like faith-based stuff because um, the pastor I talked to he's like you're you're into filmmaking and that's really cool maybe you can uh, work with some of our people and um, I don't know if it's going to become like a teaching thing where I teach people or whether it's going to be I'm just helping them work on their projects and yeah 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 because you know every church has like an AV department of course you know, yeah dude that's funny that you're getting involved with that I got a guy I'm about to meet with him in a couple of days he's going to sit down and talk a little bit and cool. see what comes out of it you know awesome. similar like about church or about film just or? about film about you know he's yeah. kind of the uh, like a leader of, I think he's uh, technically the worship leader, but I think he also yeah. kind of, you know, is involved with just video production, you know, and how Very they try cool. to broadcast and just try. He, apparently, he's got a heart for just visual imagery, you know, and, and where that takes it. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna meet with the guy and just. And know, he also plays music and. Yeah, he's a drummer. That's great. Yeah, yeah cool. dude, another John, by the way. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, is this you know, at your church? Or yeah, is there, okay. yeah, yeah. Through, through cool. the church. I don't know. even know which church you went to. It's called Real Church. Real Church. Real Church, yeah. And it's in Largo? Uh, yeah, basically. It's it's off Belcher. Right now we're kind of, he's the pastor. It's a it's a transplant, you know, whatever mm -hmm. the heck you want to call it. You know, um, it's been bouncing around from building to building. Can't really oh, okay, find a right. Funny, you know, through COVID. They don't have a building yet. Kind of yeah. got hurt, you know, through a couple things, but... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a small church, but it's a. I, don't know, I like it. Good group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good group of people. Um, kind of an, is so, it like a non-denominational thing or? I guess in a sense, you know, I mm -hmm. know they always probably we probably considered Pentecostals. I guess you know, cool. yeah. you know, in general. I grew up Pentecostal. I, right. I mean, yeah. it's kind of when you know when you fall in anything, you're sort of Pentecostal. I guess. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get too much into denominations, but no, it's not like. It's not a Lutheran church or it's not right. a Baptist church, you know, whatever. Right. It's just your relationship with God and Christ, I guess. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Try to say biblically based, but uh, going to have a conversation with the guys, see where it goes. Cool. 
cool. But uh, that's funny, you know, that that's kind of taking place at the same time. But I like what you said about the idea of doing a few things small, mm-hmm. the team building in a sense, right. developing working relationships, mm-hmm. you know, actually implementing ideas into uh, some form of a finished product. And I think mm-hmm. part of that is going to come down to you have to be able to give your time to something that might just be nothing. Right. You know, I really, I believe that in my heart. Like, you've got to be able to give it's to true. something true. that's not necessarily, I think any project that you start has potential. They all have mm-hmm. a world of potential. But that can't be the starting off point. you got to be willing to just do something and do it together. Yeah. And just commit something to film. Yeah. You know, and just right. one to the next to the next and just if you have enough people involved, you can create a system to where somebody's more involved in that particular one. Mm-hmm. You just lend a hand in, in a way, you yeah. know, and yeah. then one comes along that's more so yours and you're going to follow that thing mm-hmm. to its natural conclusion. Right. While the other guys then kind of maybe, you know, fold, you know, roll into the next one. Mm-hmm. Like you could really get something going and really create a fair amount of stories in a in a relatively short period of time I feel like mm-hmm. you know if you you know we, we all have you know we're all adults and we're working and we're functional and we have equipment and we're building equipment and you got a hell of a rig man you really put together there and that thing's is cool. really going to get I you know you put to good you use make some good you know? pictures. Yeah, yeah definitely and everybody kind of has something like that and everybody has a certain eye and I just in my world, and I, I paint, I'm just all over the county all the time, and I'm constantly mm. finding unique little nooks and crannies of the world, and you just think of scenes, and even just that, it's like you have something, you have your own perspective of the world that you can bring to a movie, you know, just visually. Right. The way you see the world, the way you envision a scene to take place mm. is, yeah. whole, is entirely unique, yeah. you know? And I think... Excuse me, you get enough people together and everybody has all these different things that they can pitch in if we can just find a way to wrangle us all up together mm-hmm. and get somewhere with it, man. That there's yeah. a world of possibility there if we can just get to that point of action, mm-hmm. I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to, um, I think, I guess as we're both saying, it's like we're hoping to involve our churches in some way Yeah. now. And because... Frankly, there's a lot of people in the church. I, you know, I can't speak for years totally. I mean, you've already told me. But it's like um, there's people that want to get involved and do something. And everybody kind of loves film. You know no, what I mean? Like dude, everybody yeah. kind of... I tell this to everybody. Not obsessed, but you everybody's know? kind yes. of like, I, you know, like You're, I love stories. Every single person in this world is heavily influenced mm-hmm. by the movies that they watch and everybody watches movies or at least grew up watching movies i mean even goat least, shepherds yeah. like you know? you know what i mean like yeah. out in the middle of nowhere it's like they've probably seen one yeah. movie and they're like wow what was that, yeah. that was there's amazing. probably a guy hurt like you say herding cattle in the middle right. of nowhere saying you know like frankly dear i don't give a damn right like, he's a god <laughs> with the wind fanatic right it's uh-huh. like you don't know this you know people just gravitate And I I think this goes back to kind of what we are talking about earlier. This is deep-seated stuff, man. This Mm -hmm. is very, very deep in our humanity, I think, to just consume stories 
for you know it's a our, multitude it's our campfire of stories. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's significant, man. It's 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 a source of wisdom. Man. Mm -hmm. You know, you gain understanding. There's things that you can take from these stories, right. and that's really because you can tell stories that do nothing, that are just flash, that are just fluff, that it's all just not. You know, it's it's just for the sake of whatever end mm -hmm. you have in mind. Right. You can you can construct something to reach that end, mm -hmm. and whether that's going to have an effect on somebody, you, your chances are far less likely if you're not focusing on something that's actually relevant right. to the human experience. Mm -hmm. You know, totally. Yeah, I mean, um, so we've got our little communities that we kind of draw from. And I'm thinking of, you know, like, if I can't find what I need in the community I've been working with, why am I not expanding my influence out yeah. trying to find it in other places? Yeah, that makes so sense. So that's what I'm thinking of doing with my church as well. It's not just becoming a member for me, but it's also kind of digging in and meeting a bunch of new people yeah. and hopefully kind of like lighting a fire somewhere or being like at least getting some people interested where it's like, no, you could also learn, like you could start out being a PA or whatever, but you could learn a lot just by coming out and helping us with this film. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, this, this also brings me to the other project I'm working on, which I've spoken to you about. I don't think I've ever spoken on the podcast about uh, Media Moses. It's a uh, entertainment website that I've been working on and for some time, but it's, um, but the, but the web design is taking a little longer than I expected. And in the meantime, I've just been kind of like doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of like looking at who my competitors are out, you know, out yeah. in the world. And, but it's in the vein of like the way that this is supposed to be a, a a business that's supposed to be competitive uh, I think that you can't just like oh, I'm gonna make a site you know I, that's what I'm gonna do it's, just, it's like making a film it's like you can't just make a film you have to have an idea something that makes this unique and special it's gonna make it stand out like it's got to be part of who you are a little bit and so in this case it's the same thing it's like I have I'm basically I'm planning on making a entertainment website that's what I call it is uncompromisingly American. So it's it's about entertainment that is like, like I don't mean to get political, but it's a little bit political. It's a little bit like this is for conservatives. It's for traditional Americans. It's for people who are not from Hollywood. It's not a Hollywood endeavor. It's, yeah. in a way, it's like everything but Hollywood you know what I mean like so how Hollywood has gone in a certain direction politically and socially and kind of morally where it's kind of it's kind of not morally relevant in our society today they're completely losing their group they're losing their minds yeah. and I don't know if it's you know I don't know what it is but and I don't want to judge it too much but it's like all I know is I don't want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like their next version of Lord of the Rings, I don't want it. I don't care. Their next version of Star Wars, I don't want it. I don't care. Yeah. 
like all the things that used to have value, it's like they're taking it, they're like systematically kind of ripping it apart mm -hmm. and saying, you know, um, it's like they're dissecting it, like it's some kind of animal mm -hmm. and being like, no, no, we can make this better. And the truth is they, that's not their job. <laughs> their job is not to make it better and change yeah. it. Uh, their, their job is to really like glorify it in a way like you know what I mean like give it a voice give the voice of give Tolkien a voice if you're making Lord of the Rings don't take his voice away you know uh, <laughs> yeah that, no, that, that doesn't work yeah, no, no. Uh, if you want to do something new write your own book that's a bestseller and then get it produced into a film yeah. or if you want to make your own new original film go ahead make a, an original script or pay someone for their original script and then make it into your original film yeah. don't take someone else's work no. and kind of bastardize it you like, know yeah what their whole system is just a product of the closed loop that it's just been it's right. been weeded out and people have been pushed out and it's been honed and it's been circled in on one very specific ideology right and it permeates through every single thing that they touch mm -hmm. and that's all that you can get from it anymore. right it's all that's there there's no longer stories that represent anybody else there's no point of access for anyone who doesn't just subscribe to what they believe right and that's a problem that's propaganda and the funny thing That's is, is bottom I know someone would look at me as a Christian and say, hey, you do the same thing as a Christian. No, I but don't. That's not. No, even, we do no, not. No, we don't. It's it's not even because I've heard you talk about this and I've chimed in on it. You know, my perspective and just kind of the idea of what it could possibly be. And it's it is not just a replicant of a different ideology. It's right. not that at all. It's simply stripping away what is just corrosive mm -hmm. in that system yeah. and getting rid of it and just getting back to stories that reach people that are universal universal yeah. that's accessible to any creed color and, culturally and, relevant yes just yeah. things that matter no long it's i mean it's it's shockingly similar to just to you know germany in in the in the late 30s and, and how yeah, that I hate to it, say it, it really is it's it's oddly similar mm -hmm. it's too fucking similar to right. what happened then to that film kind of the cult mindset culture that that, that film forming. studio system yeah just just yeah. what took place and how it just was propagandizing mm -hmm. and you look at what how many people are still making movies in hollywood it's like <laughs> it blows it's like how many fucking lenny riefenstahls can there be in hollywood <laughs> it's like well take your pick man you know roll the dice you're never going to get to that number it because really every single thing that you disturbing. consume, yeah. you see it. It's just it's it's in everything, mm -hmm. and that's just not that's not acceptable. No, there there needs to not be for competition for it. Yeah, there needs to be a pushback against it, and not just a replicant of an opposite, you know, persuasion. Right. It's like no, no, that's yeah. that's bullshit. Nobody is proposing that. We're not. That's just ridiculous. That would just be folly. And so any good artist does not just take what came before and tries to replicate it. That's ridiculous. Artists do the opposite, essentially. I mean, sure, they have influences, right? They have these influences where they say, oh, I like how they did that, and I like how they did that. That's really, it's become part of my DNA because it's influenced me. 
but when you're making a film, you're not, your objective is not to make the same film. Yeah. It's nonsense, yeah. you know? And, and so we're really here to say, okay, let's at least go back to the tradition of making good stories and at least go back to recognizing the value of our cultures and the end. And, and, you know, because as a Christian, like, like I was saying, we don't do that. What I mean is we don't just think that our culture is the only culture that matters. Like yeah. we know that other cultures matter. And we know that as we listen to each other and as we pay attention to each other, we all learn something. And there's always something to learn there. But also, like we were talking about Bicycle Thieves and these other great films, it's like these are human stories. They're not just about like fascism or about this or about that, the patriarchy or whatever you want to call it. They're not just about this one ideology. They're about humanity. So our commonness, our, 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 there's a universality to it that I think is powerful. You know? and, and then the, it can become a myth. It can become a legend from that which is like a more of a Lord of the Rings. Like that's what Lord of the Rings is. It's like a mythical, there's mythical power to it that comes from hundreds and thousands of years of storytelling that he put in, that Tolkien put into those stories. So when, you, when Amazon buys that and spends a billion dollars to basically crap uh, on Tolkien's pages yeah. and spread it all over his pages, yeah. what, what kind of cultural vandalism uh, is this happening? Yeah. Like that's, that's so ridiculous. Like yeah. what a waste. So basically Media Moses, this site I'm talking about, the, 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 the effort, the mission, the project that it's all about, is saying what we want to do is promote and build community for these other films which are new like the, the kind of the new stuff like the Daily Wire is putting out the new stuff like Conflicts Studios is putting out the new stuff like I don't know um, Epic Times is putting out they've got their own little cinema thing going on too uh, the new stuff like faith-based outfits have been putting out, you know, but it's been relegated to the faith-based genre. It can be, it can expand out from that, you know. And so, basically, there's a market that's growing for these kinds of films. And but what what this market needs is the trades, somebody to build buzz for these films, somebody to talk about them and talk about the good things and the bad things and what they like about it and don't like about it and and just kind of do like you know you could you could do a celebrity piece or you could do talk about um, the philosophy of these filmmakers or or of these musicians it doesn't it's not just film we're also going to be doing music we're going to be doing writing stuff like this and we're going to try to put out sh uh, like a podcast show internet show stuff like that that's going to take time to you know put together and produce and stuff but um, uh, the first podcast show that I have planned is called uh, the OFB or obligatory faith-based that's the name of the podcast and I plan on doing it in the next year um, the idea behind the podcast is to talk about the genre, the faith-based genre, like 
kind of like as a filmmaker uh, and as a Christian, not just as somebody who is part of the faith-based filmmaking movement. And it is a it is a movement, and it's growing a lot. In fact, I mean, in the last just like month or two, it's been like you're seeing faith-based films get put in theaters like almost every month. There's another faith-based film. It's but growing. But is it the same old sappy kind no, of? No, it's over- it, there's some new stuff okay. like like Redeeming Love was a film uh, made by DJ Caruso who also made the new Daily Wire film, Shut In. Um, he's a Hollywood director who's Christian, and he's deciding to kind of like scoot over here to the side. And now he's making these kinds of films that are award-winning films. They're great films. Um, Redeeming Love is like not a typical faith-based film at all. It's, it's got some explicitness to it. It's got sexual scenes. It's got things like this but it's for the purpose of talking about these subjects that are really yeah. important yeah. and then you've got um, a few other films too that are kind of breaking the mold as well um, but so the challenge is great because I mean the Hollywood trades have been around forever these guys have been doing what they do forever I'm not even a journalist like I'm not this is not my craft. My craft is as a filmmaker and storyteller. So this is going to be some doing to, to put all this stuff together. Uh, I mean, um, this podcast is basically my first podcast, uh, you know, the Film Bar Review. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm still very new in this world, but um, I think it's I think it's a necessary um, project, and I intend to be doing it at least for the next five years I mean this is going to be like my life probably you know this and my kids and films <laughs> those three things don't be a kid you know? a bunch of kids right? <laughs> yeah they're in there oh, somewhere man. yeah but um, yeah so mediamoses.com it's being built right now um, we've gotten everything from our branding to the structure of the site worked out um, I've been built, I've got like four people or so that are, I'm hoping to help out, including you and your wife, actually. I'm hoping that you guys can help us. Um, and so. Yeah, find some kind of niche, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, this, when you look online, nobody else is doing this. Yeah. I mean, some people are close. Some people are like. Yeah, that, but I also mean just as a contributor. In some way, like yeah. In some way that I don't know that you bring some kind of value or something. You know, I don't really know mm-hmm. in what way particularly, but uh, we'll see. Well, we, you know, see, I mean, just just this talk up. we're doing. You know what I mean? Like this, just this kind of thing is valuable, and I think a lot of people need to know. Like, I, I hear a lot of reviewers talking about films and stuff, and there's a difference between a reviewer, I think, and somebody who makes films. Um, talking about films, which is half the reason we did this podcast, yeah. because it's like it is a different perspective. Point. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just it's just different. You know, it just you, it's more in depth. Yeah, I think you know because it's easy to kind of sum up a film and then kind of like move on. Yeah, you know, 
And for us, it's a little different. It's this is kind of in our bones. It's kind of yeah. who we are. So yeah, we're not we're doing not like so autopsies. Like we're yeah, we're right. doing like a celebration of life. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's more. Uh, I don't know. There's there's it's more a, personal. Yeah, it's more personal. It's more I don't know, spiritual. You know, mm-hmm. or like dramatic, as opposed to just being the guy in the morgue you know with yeah. the scalpel and and cutting away at these bodies that yeah. are laying out on the slabs it's like yeah oh that's so it's so clinical and yeah, yeah but but there are some there are some brains that do that and do that very well and yes absolutely you know so it's that's why i listen to those people They're, i yeah, admire exactly. their work there there is that this just wasn't that it was never we're never god geez i, I would never <laughs> claim to be a um professional a like film critic on Ebert or like, something. I don't know shit about shit as far as that goes <laughs> I, I know nothing about it you but know, we want we want to understand films yeah like, that's why we're there so that's you, why we're, we're doing it and so we're, we're poking at stuff it's our own way know? of kind of yeah. like internalizing it and um, hopefully putting it into our own work um, that's what I think I get out of it the most is like we just get talking about something and things come to mind and you start to Stuff look at happens. things possibly differently and then yeah you can implement these things into the next thing you're writing you might get a little source of inspiration mm-hmm. and uh, follow it to its natural conclusion and you can get somewhere with it. things yeah. can come out of that dialogue and I, it's just more in depth too as it comes to how made films are made and mm. so there's like real love going into to this kind of stuff and into the future I hope that you know if we're, if we're talking on this podcast or on obligatory faith base it's like there's going to be a little extra bit of love added to these films because they you know a lot of what made me what I am is the films I watched and they, they meant that much you know yeah yeah, and no, and it comes like we're talking about Bicycle Thieves, mm-hmm. which is a very specific movie from a very specific country at a very specific time, yeah. in a very specific city, even. You know, these guys, most of them are working out of Rome. In Rome, post World War II, you know, post fascism, is heavy, heavy left mm-hmm. communism leanings. I mean, still to this day, Rome is very, very left. And here we are praising a film that has something that's human, mm-hmm. that's accessible, that we can connect to. And we're know? not in the left and at it, all. And it's got nothing to do with it. It has nothing, nothing to do with it. Yeah. And maybe there is a deep, deep layer down there somewhere that, you know, mm-hmm. but that's, that's irrelevant. It's irrelevant to the, to the nature of the story, to the significance of it, to how it might impact us. Right. As fathers, right? So mm-hmm. there's our point of entry right there. It's very oh, easy. Man, as a father, very easy to walk right into up. that thing and feel every second of it. Yeah. Regardless of political leanings, it doesn't matter. It's not overt. Right. It's not controlling. It's not overbearing. It's not. It's not forcing you to believe something. And if you don't, then you're some kind of criminal. Good God. You know? So yeah. it didn't. It wasn't always like that, and it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's an example. It's like you can be of a different ideology and still find, you know, yeah. human elements to these things. Right. You cannot find that in Hollywood productions anymore. Yeah. Woke, <laughs> Good luck. The woke stuff. Good luck, man. That woke fucking nonsense. I can't stand <laughs> it. Yeah. That's me. And it's it's gonna it's gonna wear itself out pretty 
It thick. has to. It's gonna it get will. Thin. It's gonna. It's gonna fizzle out because. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it will. That's not what we're here yeah. for. Yeah, but, it will. But I, I, I do think that I mean, good films can be made with very little money at this point, and so there's a lot of people that, if they want to say something, they really, and they really have a passion to do it, they could make a Hollywood level film, but they're just going to have to spend the extra time and the extra uh, quality, right, as opposed to money extra time with the quality to, to really make it um, worth watching. You know, there's so much content out there. It's like people aren't going to watch this this film if it's not doing something impactful, like Bicycle Thieves or something. It's got, it's got to do something that's socially impactful and meaningful. You know, it's got to be new. It's got to be yeah. interesting. And like we've said, the, the stuff in Hollywood now is just not doing that it's not it's just preaching the same it's message one over loud over. voice in unison that's so out of touch yeah that's ridiculous and you know what's funny too is I, I'm not gonna, I'm not against being self-critical too because I actually do think that a lot of faith-based films are like that mm. they're they like to have an element of I ideological many, I gotta say no. there's an ideological kind of shallowness there where it's like especially like Let's say um, there's a, a trilogy of films, maybe it's a quadrilogy now, called God's Not Dead. And I've only seen one of the films. Those, yeah. I know of them. But it's very kind of like an ideological film. Um, and it's very much like a, an agenda kind of film. So it, it's a bit of a political kind of culture war film, I guess you could call, you could call it. Um, so it's not that faith-based people or, or Christian f filmmakers can't resort to these kinds of um, methods, but at least I know for me and you, we do not ascribe to that. That's not what we're learning from or interested in doing. Uh, we're more interested in like the Bicycle Thieves and the Lord of the Rings type stuff. I think that Chosen series has done pretty Pretty it well, has. You know? I'm really impressed uh, with the chosen. Uh, I think it, I think it still like is short on craft. Mm -hmm. You know, to the significance because there's always been, and there probably always will be a difference between film and television. There yeah. just always will be. Episodic right. is not. You it's know, not the same. A, a, a standalone yeah. film. It's, right. it's really not. So, you know, we're talking apples and oranges to begin with, but. Even just as that, I think it lacks a little bit in that department. But, I mean, you're talking about that should be accessible, I would think. I mean, I... I Those people, I think. I would think, yeah. right? That, if they're willing to just um, give it a try. Just give it a try. It's something to watch. It's just a story. It's like, mm -hmm. I, you know, who knows? I mean, I yeah, mean. if you're not a Christian, you're not going to see a lot of the symbolic exactly. meaning to I it. I feel like almost. But it's still most of that's plenty go good. Up. But it's it's human interactions yeah. and, and uh, vulnerabilities and just what we go through and there's no reason to not be able to access that, and that is completely devoid of I don't know political ideology. Well, the cool thing about the Jesus Anything. character, the the cool thing about the Jesus character in the Chosen is that he's much more relatable. Yeah, he's like like. Um, a good friend yeah. that you've met. Yeah, definitely. He's like and an you're like, man, you're like, he's you know? so 
kind. You know what I mean? Like, mm. he's just that dude that's like, that was in high school that you knew who was like a little too kind. Like, bullies picked on him and he was just, he just didn't care. He just shrugged it off. And you're like, mm. dude, I couldn't do that. He's like that kind of guy who challenges you morally and with his attitude. And so it's, it, mm. that kind of guy relates to everybody because there's everybody's experienced somebody like that where it's like, this guy just challenges me a little bit and I've never thought of it that way. And so you're kind of like, you're forced to rethink your choices and your decisions and go, maybe I made the wrong choice here. Maybe I should be doing it like this guy. And what is it about this guy that's so like entrancing? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you, like you kind of want to watch him. Yeah. Like even strip away a lot of the, um, I don't know, Christianity the, from it, I guess. Right, if, if or you the cultural just, talk, just Just consider the, the conduct of the mm -hmm. human being. Right. And the, the, the kindness, like you say, and the, uh, you know, the selflessness and mm -hmm. the devotion and the, you know, it's like, how is that not accessible right. for just anybody, human beings? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And most really stories about Jesus, films or what have you, they're often about like this guy's on a pedestal and he's far above us. But this, The Chosen uh, series is not that way at all. Mm. He really is kind of like a bro, like he's like a surfer dude or something. <laughs> you know, where you're kind yeah. of like, this guy's just like really cool. Like he'd be wearing like shades, you know, yeah. if he was today, he'd just mm -hmm. be walking around with shades. And, um, you know, so there's a very a, a relatability there. That's you know what I gotta say real quick about <laughs> I seen a trailer that stupid Showtime show about something about white people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yikes. And um, and they have a whole bit in the thing where it's like you know God, you know Jesus isn't white. I'm like well, who the hell thinks Jesus is white? We know he's you know white, he's a Jew, man. White like, people don't think he's white. I mean, come on, man. What are you talking about? Like this is. That was in the like, middle of the Middle really, Ages. I know. I mean, come on, really? Are we in medieval, you know, England to where we're whitewashing? It's like, come on, get get at. And so that here we are watching so the show and he's cast, yeah, as a guy with brown to darker skin, right. you know. And he's a like, Jew. I mean, come on, man. It's we we just, know he's a Jew. I I found it and really. We love him. I found it really hollow that point that they tried to drive home in that trailer because that whole thing was really intended just to incite shit out of people. Right. You know, cause some controversy, piss some people off. Oh, you know. You know, get some attention. I get it. Whatever. You you're trying to make a splash, but that to me that you that that was a part of your trailer? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what like year it's an would, argument? I, honestly, sort. like oh my god, wait. What? Really? Jesus wasn't white? <laughs> Jesus didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes? What? You know, get out of here. No way. These ah, kinds of so tropes stupid, are man. really ridiculous and they're so overplayed. I mean, we know that not, not only do we know he's a Jew, but that whole thing, the blue-eyed Jesus concept, comes from the Middle Ages. And people at that time, it wasn't even that they thought he was white. They were doing that for artistic reasons. Hmm. They were trying to make him, they were trying to say he's like you in the sense that you should be like Jesus. So there's a relatability factor there. Yeah. Just like in The Chosen, how they're making Jesus like a relatable dude, mm -hmm. he might not have been that way at all. Like, but what, he, what they're accomplishing is they're making it so you want to pay attention to him, you want to follow what he's doing. They're doing the same thing 
with this Renaissance art, you know, or this Middle Ages art. Yeah. They knew he was a Jew. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's like, it's inherent in the story. <laughs> and these people proliferated through the world, and they, they were mm-hmm. kind of everywhere, right? So, <laughs> chances <laughs> are they knew a Jew when they were drawing the pictures, or at least, you know, knew of them, had a neighbor. Or a well, it's not like one. they were super like, smart either. Man. Like it's I'm not saying that they necessarily knew what a Jew was. I'm just saying that they knew he was from that yeah, place. Yeah, but I'm saying they because they, they had, had a whole crusades you know, to was, take that place over. These people were everywhere, man. So that's you another know, funny thing is is the the Middle Ages is punctuated by the Crusades. Yeah. So they went into that yes, land into the and fought Saracens yeah. and Muslims and stuff yeah. to take over that place where they all knew Jesus was from. Yeah. So how is it that they're not going to know uh, what a Jew looks like, really? Yeah. Because they're fighting a bunch of people from that same location. And so right. it's kind of silly, really. Um, but this is just... This is the problem with the woke. Yeah, it's just trying to. Stuff. It's just trying it's to aggravate you, man. And it's just trying to ruffle your feathers. It's That's not even real. Like it's. Yeah. It's all just made up nonsense. I was just surprised that that got brought up. I gotta say, mm-hmm. really, man? Who do you think thinks that? Who the hell do you <laughs> think thinks that? Honestly. But like you said, it's meant to rile, rile people. Yeah, up. that's the whole purpose of it. But that just to me was like, geez, man. It was like. Uh, you know, know, shooting the ball and like just hitting the rim. Like that was, that was pathetic. Yeah. That was weak, man. Or air ball, better yet, I guess. That'd be the correct. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so, um, Media Moses is going to try to kind of like be there for people who are not Hollywood filmmakers, who are, who are not like into this kind of cultural um, influence today. We're about like some more traditional family value stuff, you know, and it's not like, you know, it's not like we're going to not be making stuff that's rated R. It's not like we're not going to be talking about music that has bad language in it. That's not what we're trying to say, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's more like about real thing. art. It's about making real art. So, you know, and not watering it down with some political ideology of some sort. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not ideal, man. It's really not. Yeah, my phone was buzzing too. It's like a public, yeah, it's like a public safety, safety alert. Yeah, exactly, yeah. God, I hope it's not a kidnapped kid. I know, right? That's always the worst That's like, are you thing. serious? So yeah, we're we're putting Iggy and Alma a little bit on the back burner, but that's okay. Like, we're gonna be working on some smaller projects, and I think it'll be a good thing for us. And we're gonna try to involve our, I guess, our churches and. And I don't really know how uh, obligatory faith-based podcast is gonna work. I don't have a location to record at yet. I don't, you know, I don't know um, if we'll be able to do it, me and you. Or if it'll be me and another person, because, you know, you, like you've said, you're not really into watching faith-based films, per se. I'm just kind of starting watching it this yeah. year more. I, like last year, I barely ever watched faith-based films. 
um, and the year, and, you know, forever before that, except for like, like the really big ones, like mm. um, Passion of the Christ. And yeah, well, that was stuff a... like that. That's the kind of films we're talking about yeah, making. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's a real movie, you know. That's uh, it's just like real, like, like yeah, the shit that the people R were trying to stuff. say against it is just uh, crazy. Man. Yeah. So we want to do real stuff like that, and it's not like it's not like you know we have to do like another Jesus story, but it's like mm-hmm. stuff that speaks to us, and um, like you know this Peacemaker's short. It's it's got violence in it, uh, not too much. I mean it's a short, um, yeah. but it does have a little bit, and it's about a guy who is not a good guy, yeah. and he has a decision to make. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's like he has a decision to make, you know, and he's not making the right choices so far. And it's in the Old West, so it's like there's a little bit of that vibe to it. But, you know, we we enjoyed making it, and uh, you did a great job with the editing and everything. Um, And it's really fun. Took time, you know, but it's good. Do you think you could do a feature with the same kind of vibe? Like, is that something that you're... I mean, I think you could, you know? Mm-hmm. You just gotta, you know, for something like that, it was just, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that it's like an eight-page script, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, maybe ten pages or something, something like that. It's a really short script, yeah. so it's all kind of... Just the way you shoot it, you know, and then right. the way you put it together and, and you, you know. Yeah, stuff with action is often, like, you, know, um, it, you could have shorter scripts. And it's all kind of built around a couple things. and So, yeah, I, I think you could, you know. Mm-hmm. Have I done it? Definitely not. But I think you can find that tone and, str- and not stretch it out, but just, mm-hmm. you know, implement it into a, right. a longer kind of form. build into it yeah yeah you know easy your way into it and new you come characters and go, and it's all about it's it's just uh it's just people it's just focusing on the moments maybe that would get overlooked mm-hmm. that's a lot of times what it feels like right don't just pull away don't just speed through something like take your time yeah with something you know right let it let it marinate right hold it just a little bit longer than you think that you should yeah don't cut it yet you know, right. don't cut. Just hold it that little bit longer. What then does that have? What kind of effect? Mm-hmm. You know, put it in slow. Let it just. Did you do that out. a little bit with your actor too? I try. You know, that's one thing about which I think the guys did a great job. Yeah, I, I really do. You know, for guys who aren't doing it, but even put that to the side and just say, for what they did, I think they did mm-hmm. a terrific job. Honest to God, what I find with guys. I, what I would hope takes place with professionals that I wish that I haven't gotten a hold of yet in mm-hmm. the time that I've been filmmaking is somebody who can hold an intention or an energy after the point of when they think that it should stop. Right. Before you say like Just God, a little bit longer. Just hold that energy. Hold that face. Hold that yeah. moment. Keep it going. Because there's so many times where you want to stay longer on a take, on a cut, on an angle. Yeah. But you can't because you got no more footage of it. It right. dies. It right. goes away. Even if they are 
technically staying in that place, you lose that energy. That energy yeah. just evaporates right. out of the scene, and then you've got to cut away. Then you got not, you're not showing anything anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, I would hope that when you're working with guys who dedicate their lives to something, that they're capable of, of, of holding that. Absolutely. Because there's so yeah. many times when I want to stay longer, but I can't. You know, right. There's nothing there anymore. It's gone. Yeah, I really think that's a lot of the skill. It seems like that's a lot of the skill of acting, is to be able to just almost like indefinitely yes. hold, hold this, this, this tension, mm-hmm. you know. And also, like... Um, animate it further mm-hmm. keep it going right. develop it when the scene yeah. ends and maybe it, it's supposed to end on a particular line of dialogue or whatever the hell it is just keep going mm-hmm. you know to me those are the you know that's the kind of stuff that I dream about when I think about making film is uh, yeah. getting into that kind of stuff where does that lead you the unscripted stuff the uh, I don't know the between the lines shit Mm-hmm. Right, the things that might just get cut out. What, what does somebody offer in that moment when they're in that space in that particular time, and with those objects around them and the clothes that they're wearing, mm-hmm. you know, on that day, what can they come up with? When you got a person who's into it, right? You know? Right. That stuff. That's exciting. all really cool stuff, man. Like, yeah. I think these are things. These moments of thinking about this stuff can really be developed into like a short or like an experiment in filmmaking. And I think we can kind of build a lot of those into our upcoming shorts where it's like, I just want to try this or try that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a visual thing or whether it's an acting thing or just whatever it is, Mm -hmm. those are some of the experiments we could start running. I agree. And I think that also, like you're saying, to get to go to that place where it's not just uh, the world is your oyster and you can make whatever the hell you want to make. Make <laughs> yeah. something specific right. for a specific reason, right? So maybe that doesn't ever become anything, but, but it it's is. still worth it's doing. It's, it. it's an yeah. exercise at the very least. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's extremely useful. I think just like yeah. you say, a team building thing, a, a personal growth just kind that, of thing. Yeah. Like just getting people in the room together and, right. and, and see who falls where and what kind of what kind of dynamics do we form and who works mm-hmm. well with who and who does this better than you know, it's all that kind of shit. You don't know that until you actually do it. Yep. And I, I think that there's something to laying down a few things for ourselves, like our own intentions and just to get involved in the group and actually forge something mm-hmm. out of you know the hot metal man yeah. somebody's got to start swinging that hammer that's right you know make something out of it um, maybe it has to be us I think it should be because it doesn't seem like I'm sure everybody's out there doing their own thing but it's, I don't know yeah. can't say that anybody's really making any waves you know right. there's uh, locally yeah especially there's so much potential right now right here at this point in time and what's happening in the in the the industry right you know there's right. so much potential like now is a I mean, you now are a great we time. are at a crossroads man and yep. it's going to be like a point of divergence where things are changing and we're at a very we're at a fulcrum man it's like a um, it's like a tipping point mm-hmm. which way is it gonna go are people gonna rise up are people gonna you know voice things are people gonna Commit things to film and, and change perceptions and ideas and 
right. you know, create a rival to a, a very well-established industry. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. are we capable? You know, can we do it? Yeah. Because they're on the ropes, man. Yep. They're seriously on the ropes right now, and they don't even know it half the time because they're so blinded. It seems to be because yeah. they're still just spewing the same stuff. And I think the Daily Wire stuff is proving what you're saying because a lot of people are really excited about Daily Wire doing stuff. Yeah. And it's not well, like their films are that groundbreaking. Their films are just solid films. Yeah. Uh, they're Hollywood quality films, thankfully. Mm. Um, but they're not like, you know, yeah. necessarily groundbreaking. You yeah. You're you know? not going to be talking about it in 30 years probably. No. Right? I mean... But we might talk about the moment with how Daily Wire yes, started. Exactly. Yeah, like what? Because that's really what's happening. Yeah, that's it's, what's happening more so yep. than that individual project, which is a viable product, mm -hmm. not necessarily one that. Said, and I, I haven't seen it, so I don't even have an opinion to, to weigh in on it personally. I have, I haven't seen it, but I will say that what they're doing is extremely significant. Yeah, and it's it's, it's happening right now, and it's. It doesn't only have to happen on that level. Right. It can start here, too. And maybe we could get a ball rolling against them. I don't know. They're going to need more filmmakers. They have to have more filmmakers. You know? So we want to be part of that. You know, we're, we're trying to build into it and um, yeah. let people know that we're, we are there to help. And um, so Media Moses, obligatory faith-based, the stuff we're doing... You know, we're moving in a little bit of a different direction, but it's, it's, I think we're just kind of catching the wind and going, oh, this is where, this is where things are moving. And maybe we need to be part of that. So here we are. Yeah. And we've all, I mean, we've been discussing this for a while now too. I mean, this is. Yeah. But it's really developing now, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. It's, it's happening. changing a lot. Yeah, it really is. It has changed a lot. It's like a lot of what we, what we talked about in the lab is like. Now we're looking out the window mm -hmm. and you're seeing it in the field. Like it it's taking place. People yep. are doing it right now. It's, it's exciting. Like, oh shit. We gotta get out of the lab. <laughs> right. We gotta get <laughs> out of the team. You know, can I come play with you, please? Yeah, man. You know? Like, For sure. Honestly. Well, this has been good, man. We're gonna keep going with this. Um, I don't know when season two will start and where where the OFB will start, but we're you know, stay tuned and um, we hope to get something out really soon for you guys. Stay tuned and get involved. Let's Come right. out and do something. Yeah, email us or something. Uh, if I don't you're know, crying right. out loud, if you guys are listening <laughs> and you're hearing and you're thinking maybe it's something you could do, just do it, man. Contact somebody. Get involved. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Later. This has been John Croft and Tim Mannix wishing you happy, trouble-free filmmaking to our film community and happy networking at Film Bar Mondays. Tim's new short film, Blessed Art Peacemakers, cannot be found online except for screening and festival purposes. We soon hope to release it for free, but first we will be doing the festival circuit. The Film Bar Review is made in association with the local Florida and Georgia-based film networking events called Film Bar Mondays which takes over bars and breweries on Monday nights to bring filmmakers and actors together across the spectrum of experience to have a drink, discuss the industry and our battle stories. In this case, we're discussing locally made films. We critique them, 
and we give a voice to the people who work on them. Join us Monday nights in cities like Atlanta, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida, and Tampa, Florida to have a drink and talk film. Reach out at thefilmbarreview at gmail.com and find Film Bar Mondays at our various group pages on Facebook.